0: Welcome to the Next Step Business Podcast. I'm Bob Camp, your host. For each podcast, I'm inviting successful business leaders to discuss strategy, execution, high-performing teams, innovation, and more. Join us to learn more about getting the business you want and living life on your terms. I'm here with Debbie Siegert, and this is Bob Camp. And we're going to discuss values for, for your planning process. And one of the things that Debbie shared with me recently was an article by Patrick Lencioni. Make your values mean something and we'd like to you know use that as a basis for going forward but we really, really want to talk about how values work in in a business and why they are so valuable and Debbie, can you give us a little bit of your thinking about this article first and go from there
1: yeah I think the one great thing about this article is it really gives an overall picture of what values have represented in organizations through time and I think One of the things that people sometimes forget about is we select our values or we think we know our values and then we forget about them. And the important thing I think about values and creating those core values within our organization or a organization is really to understand what are the behaviors that we expect and then really focusing on how that comes to life in the culture. And so it really brings to life the fact that there's some organizations out there who have created core values and they give a perfect example on Enron. And their values really were around communication, respect, integrity, and excellence. And if we all know the story about Enron, I don't think any of those values were portrayed in what happened there. So it's really important To, as you come up with those values, that you do embrace them and they're used day in and day out with the work that you do. So really when we, Bob, what we like to talk about is how can you recruit people and hire people to those core values so that expectations are aligned as to behaviors they need to do every day. And then it doesn't really even stop there. It goes really then to, as you observe behaviors of an individual or a team, are they embracing those core values? And if they're not, how do you manage to them? It's really about having quick discussions, right? So if you see someone who maybe isn't meeting expectations, are they aligning with the core values or not? And if they're not, having those discussions really about that particular situation or that behavior that you saw and relate them to those core values.
0: Real important point you made, even I think there's great organizations with all the right intents doing a lot of work to create those values, but because they're not living them and they're not reinforcing them, Mm -hmm. uh, they get lost and they become just placards on the wall and the organization then doesn't become or isn't what they hope that it would be. And so it's really important that this effort, and, and you and I have seen this with with teams that are going through this process of really wanting to define values. This is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than most it people is. expect it to be because you really want to get to what is really important. So first is the work of actually coming up with those values. That's really hard to do. Then the second mm-hmm. is, but let's take a look at how do you reinforce those in the organization? And, and, and I'll give an example. One company that I first time I saw this happen, and, and we've used this now with other companies is that we recommend now because I first saw this, you know, several years ago with a company who came up with some values, uh, really good, they spent a lot of time working on it and coming up with these core values. But then what they did in each of their executive management meetings, they basically were identifying with their leadership team values that they saw in each other or values they saw exhibited within the company that that were consistent. So every time they they would capture it and reinforce it, and the whole key was to say, this is what it means, and and this is why it's important. Mm -hmm. And then those executives started doing that with their management team, and then their management team started doing it with their frontline people. And that really became a top-down part of their culture, which was powerful. It's, that was one of the things that we highly recommend as to all of our clients today, is that they catch their people doing these things, not all of them at once necessarily, but capture, right. you know, catch them, and just reinforce because it's a great reinforcement. It's like your child. You know, if your child's doing something good and you reinforce it, guess what they're going to try to do again. You can commend them. You give them, you know, a big hug, whatever it is. But if it's like that.
1: It becomes second nature then, right? Because as as you continue to reinforce it, then people expect that of themselves and others. And I think it is truly recognizing people for ways in which they've demonstrated it, but it's also ways in which where people might not They're doing the opposite of what the core value means. So for instance, if integrity and respect is one of your core values, one, it may or may not be a, a differentiator of your organization. But if someone is, let's say, in a meeting with others and just blurts out and is not buying into the topic maybe that's being discussed, they're not really demonstrating integrity and respect for the people that are conducting that meeting. And so quickly maybe having a discussion with that individual, asking them if they felt that really portrays that is important because then it really stops the bad behaviors that you don't want to see with either leaders or other people in the organization.
0: That's really important because when you establish these and you put them on the wall and then the leadership doesn't actually live those values, demonstrate those, the rest of the organization, it just falls apart from that. It's, It's no longer important. Although individuals may feel it, that's important to them, uh, they no longer see that in the company. And that's a piece that can really hold a company together. And we see some great companies who are really strong on their values and, and do a great job. One of the things, to your point, catching them and being authentic about it is critical. But also, mm-hmm. to your point, when they don't demonstrate that value, it's really important to have that conversation quickly and to be very precise about what you perceived have that discussion and then I think of the one minute manager one the new one minute manager is to be able to have a redirection. you want your people to mm-hmm. be living those values, demonstrating those values, do the right thing for your people do the right thing for your customers.
1: And it makes it just a a better conversation from that standpoint, because then the individual who had done that behavior doesn't represent, like, he doesn't, they do not try to be defensive from that perspective, because it's Mm -hmm. associated directly with an expected behavior through that core value. And so it really allows for healthier conversations. Mm
0: -hmm. One of the things that I've seen that I think has really been worthwhile, especially now with the challenge of finding good people. And we can talk about retaining people. But finding good people, when you have a clear vision statement of where you're at, and it's, that is what is the piece that excites people, the piece that really gets them is when you start articulating your values and you go through the process of saying, here are our values, here's what they mean to us. Here's how we capture people doing this. And this sets the expectations we have for everyone in the company on how we behave and act together. That really starts, number one, the people who don't want to live that way don't want to come to work for you and you don't want them. But that's the rare case. Most people look at those values as being something, man, I'd love to work there. And that's one of the things that, and they don't have to be awe-inspiring values. They have to be values that people can say. I want to live to that. I would love to live in it and work in that environment.
1: And I think they point that out, Bob, too, because it's even when you're going through that recruiting process, you're asking questions so that those potential candidates articulate how they've demonstrated it so that they're just not aspiring to live by those values. I think as they put it in the article is you're actually hiring people who already want what you want instead of hiring people and expecting what you want. That's why it's so critical, really, to think about it as you're going through the the recruiting and the hiring process, because then it starts right then, and as they're in the organization, then those behaviors continue.
0: So how do you, one of the things, uh, and I've talked about this, is when there's conflict between an executive and a direct report or a manager and a direct report, you know, conflict is often something didn't get done, or get done the right way, or something wasn't communicated, or just expectations were missed. Oftentimes, it really comes back to a values discussion. I mean, how, how have you talked about that in the past?
1: I think it's because understanding if everyone is aligned to the core values, and they are communicated throughout the organization, I think it becomes almost like a safe. Environment, right? When those expectations are being met and it has something to do with the core values, it allows you to bring that up in what it did or did not demonstrate so that people understand where they missed on a particular situation. And it is hard work. In the article, they talk about how it really inflicts pain because you have to think about it, think about your core values really in every situation and think about them every day.
0: Yeah, until a point in time that it's just the way you behave. It's consistent with who you are, but still, it's gonna be easy because you hire someone new or the organization goes through a change. It can be easy to forget those values and, and you have to get back to them. You have to stay with them. So when we look at that, and the executive team is really defining the core values What's it like for them to actually, What what's your thoughts and recommendations on how they start thinking about coming up with their core values now as we go into this planning process? What you're thinking about what's really critical to get to?
1: I think they have to really think about what is like true core to what makes the culture be successful. And so what are the things that they believe and those behaviors that are exhibited in allowing the environment that they want. And so they have to really think about, because there's different kinds of values, as as the article refers to. There's the aspirational ones where, for instance, somebody could say work-life balance, but the actual demands of the job means that you have to deliver to the customer. And that might be At some point, you either have to get up early or work late. So which one is it? They're trying to strive to something that they can't get to. And so really being thoughtful about, can you really use and demonstrate the core values throughout the organization? And then there's, as I talked about before, I think integrity and respect. That seems to be like, I think 50% of the Fortune 500 companies have that as one of their core values but does that really differentiate them or is that just uh, what do they want to call it? Permission to play, mm-hmm. right? Where you have to have that in order to be a part of any organization.
0: Or is it simply candy on the wall? Right.
1: And we've probably all seen where there's been candy on the wall and your experience maybe with a vendor or a client or whatever, doesn't really demonstrate whatever that candy is on the wall. I know I've had that in my past right? Where it was customer first and between sales and delivery, there were two opposing thoughts. Sales was always focused on get it to the customer, deliver, meet their expectations and delivery would take their time. And every time it's one organization can't be focused on the core values and the rest of the organization is ignoring them.
0: You know, that's having worked for several companies and then now consulting to many more the differences between them the vast majority come up with values but then they're just placards on the wall but the ones who really live them have made the difference at least my experience has been companies who take a look and say here's what's important so here's our values and how it affects our customers our employees and our team ourselves there's no differentiation the values are for everyone and that includes we're not going to work with this company because their values are not what we value, and I, I've seen that multiple times. And sometimes those companies are pretty big companies that they say no to, but it's not one that they want their employees to have to deal with, or just again the values are so far different, it's not worth you know the, the effort and energy to do. And so they go find better clients, which is they've been very successful. They've been they've grown. Quickly, And they've been able to attract and retain great talent.
1: I've listened to a lot of podcasts and articles where they say the number one thing in recruiting and retaining employees is if you have clear values stated and demonstrated along with a, a strong vision and mission, because then people really understand how they're impacting, right, day to day. And that well, is such a key key in high performance teams.
0: And even as an employee for me working for an individual that I knew that we knew what the values were, even when we were in conflict with some idea or thought about what we needed to do, we still relied upon those values to help us through that conversation. That's what kept me until until that person no longer found that the values that we were living were consistent with the company who acquired us. And, and then it leaves beyond it, but I think the key was we had this established between us trust that right. that, that we, we were doing the right things for each other and for our clients and for the people in the organization. Because it
1: was clear expectations. You understood how each other operated. It probably also helps you make decisions because if there was conflict, you could resort back to the core values and what kind of decisions needed to be made so that they aligned with those core values.
0: So. Close this up for so everybody can get to, to working on their values. You compliment as much as, as you want, but I think the key here is to sit down and come up with what are the two or three values. Read this article, uh, Make Your Values Mean Something, and really get an understanding of core values and aspirational values and determine what it is that your organization really needs to focus on. Is it your core values? Yep. Or do you look for some aspirational pieces? But the core is really important because that is the, the piece that should stay with you. But the other piece that you, you brought up is this Renee Brown, which I listened to that podcast that you were talking about. It was at, there is a lower, you can keep digging deeper until you find the underlying value. Ultimately, there's probably one, two or three things that really mean something to the organization that you can really live to and help you manage your own way of being as well as how the organization grows and the organization develops.
1: Yeah, and I think it's going to be important, too, as they think about those and identify them, we can take those and we can really talk about what those values mean. So they're not just words or phrases, right? There's really an identifier as to how those behaviors or what that value really means across the organization.
0: I think that's a good one to go with. Thank you, Debbie.
1: Great. Thank you.